Thanks for listening to the show. Join us online at playvolutionhq.com and learn how to support the show at explorationsearlylearning.com slash support. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Kick back, settle in, and let us fill your ear holes with early learning information, wisdom, and advice. And now, here's Heather and Jeff. Welcome to Renegade Rules. This is Jeff Johnson with Heather Shoemaker. Heather, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I am. I'm good. Um, I'm waiting. I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that uh, they they built a splash pad in the little park around the corner from my house, and I am I am still waiting for there to be a drought or or kids to get bored with it because the the idea of happy frolicking children all summer long within earshot is just driving me crazy. Um, today's the first day of their summer vacation, and it's just just noise. I, I was I was glad the school bus noises were gone, but now it's happy children and it's just Oh no, not happy children. Yeah, I, I just I'm waiting for them to go back inside to their technology and play video games for the rest of the summer, but I don't see that happening. They're just they're just delighted at uh, at the splash pad. So um this came up as a as a as a topic a while ago. The idea of authentic conversations with children and real questions versus what I I see and hear go on a little bit more than it maybe should be is when we just ask kids questions to get the answers we want and we engage them in conversations to try to to suss out an answer that will allow us to check something off a checklist and those and that kind of thing um how where are you at at, uh, on this topic with conversations well, and how we have them. Speaking, and, yeah. yeah, speaking of overhearing what you hear, I don't mind the happy shouts of children so much as I mind sometimes what the adults are saying to the children. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then usually it's not quite as happy after that. But often uh, when I when I see ki- when I see adults and kids um, interacting together in play, I often hear the adults quizzing the children. Yeah. Um, You know, if you're building something, but the blocks you're using have the alphabet on them or they have animals on them or they have colors on them or all three of them on them um, or multiple languages, whatever it is, it's on the blocks. It's harder to find just block blocks. Yeah. Um, Inevitably, the adult will say, can you find the green block? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, one of those little sing song uh, or or kind of more of a... um, you know, what does this spell or just all that kind of, uh, quizzing and it, it derails the play. Yeah. And I, I, what? And it can be so constant in some families, you know, I, even if you spend just a couple minutes in their presence, you just hear this constant quizzing and it, it, uh, it's, it's quite draining. If if I were the kid, I'd want to run away from it. But of course, they can't really run there. They live there. They get their food there, their bed there, um, and they <laughs> love their trapped. parents. But they think this is how you interact. It's not a normal human interaction. It's a, it's a, we're going to follow my agenda kind of interaction. And I think honestly, from the parents' point of view or the the adults' point of view, they don't really know what to say. They they're 
maybe they're a little rusty, haven't done this kind of play in a while, maybe haven't, I mean, if they have the parents they have, but if they don't know that you can just be, you don't even need to say anything. Yeah, how how does this become the default conversation style we fall into with children, though? Is it just something that was done to us when we were children, and then it's just kind of a generational thing, or or are are people picking it up some polite, picking it up on the streets? Um, well, I think there's two things. There's the, there's the quizzing to for the academic getting ahead, which a lot of adults feel is important and they feel they're helping. And so that's why they're doing it because they, they're always trying to help their kids because they're trying to get the best for them. Um, so there's that, but then there's also just uh, adultitis, which is we have adult brains. And so we're interested in certain things like um, um, certain type of uh, adult questions instead of, um, for example, talking to a kid who, instead of talking with, with a question like that, drilling them about what happened in school that day and that sort of thing, you can just start by saying a riddle or something that's interesting to the kid, you know, or I know how to count, um, um, count backwards in one breath, you know, some sort of trick or look what I can do with this rubber band on my fingers. That sort of stuff is interesting. Uh-huh. It immediately engages the kids and they don't necessarily ask each other the, the factual type questions that we often want to drill for information. We want to, but that's the not how the brains necessarily work when they're little. You don't hear kids talking to each other. Well, how was your school bus ride today? You know, they don't <laughs> do that. <laughs> they just go the right letter. to the point and they say, you want to see the size of my booger. I mean, they go right <laughs> to the heart of the matter. Um, so I think sometimes if we can just start with talking about what kids are interested in. Um, I mean, I remember one time my husband was suddenly asked to, to babysit a neighbor and, and he had to go somewhere. So he said, sure, but I have to go on this errand. So he popped her in the car with your parents' permission. They had to go mm -hmm. somewhere and they were driving and he kept for a while. He felt awkward. Uh, not saying anything. So he started pepper her with questions and they were the kind, you know, what grade are we in? All that sort of, you know, boring stuff. Uh -huh. And then he, and she just gave monosyllabic answers. And then he saw this van that was kind of, had been parked in this spot forever and it had a mystery painting on it. And he just stopped his little drilling of questions and said, what do you think's in that van? It's been there for months. <laughs> and then she was interested, you know, and then they talked for the rest, the last hour they were together because they'd gotten to something interesting. Uh, now I'm all concerned about the van. What was in the van? Did the van, is the van still there? <laughs> yeah, it actually belongs to a radio, um, uh, radio broadcast place. <laughs> it has antenna and thing on, you know, satellite type stuff on it, mounted on it. So it does look very mysterious. <laughs> That's great, but yeah, those conversations. I was out for a walk with the uh, the dogs about a week ago, and and some neighborhood kid. He's probably over making noise at the splash pad right now, and and we're walking along, and we got we've got this hey how you doing kind of relationship. But he 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 sees us coming, and he gets all like he gets this big old grin on his face, and he's like, "Want to see a dead thing?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you're getting yes, right to yes, the heart of do. it." 
yeah, yeah. And it was, it, I couldn't tell. It was pretty dead. So we, we couldn't figure out if it used to be a squirrel or a rabbit. We kind of, we we're kind of pretty sure it was squirrel, but, but we didn't know. And the dogs were also very curious. And so we had this, there was a jumping off point into a, a, a fun discussion of, uh, of guts and smushed and rotting and smells and all kinds of great stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes I think you don't even have to know people's names, especially if you're talking about children. You just have to get to the good stuff, you know, share an authentic, interesting something with each other. And and that's what, what humans do. Um, we don't necessarily drill each other on colors and, and grades and, and teachers and all these things. Um, you know, how many blue blocks are in the pile, but we just Share your real self, and it, they may you may not hit it off. Maybe you don't like each other. That's okay. But at least if you're sharing from yourself, there's a there's a, a possibility you can connect that way. Well, yeah, because children, just like adults, sometimes sometimes things don't click, and there's not a conversation to be had. Um, some kids at any given moment aren't as interested in you, or aren't very interesting themselves, and so there's not always a a dynamic or place for a conversation with yeah. everybody and all we, the time. And don't and, be afraid of silence either because sometimes people aren't in the mood to talk. Yeah. Um, and you don't feel you have to perform for a child if you're with them and you don't have to entertain them. Sometimes just being there is, is what they want. Um, well, sometimes they don't want you there, of course, but you have to be there. Just go away. <laughs> But yeah, but, just being, uh, being able to be together in silence is kind of a cool thing when you can get comfortable with it. But that is, it is kind of a, a awkward kind of thing if you don't know each other very well and you don't have a relationship and and those kind of things. But but yeah, just just being able to be in the world silently is kind of a cool thing. And when you stop the constant quizzing, then there's room, there's space for the child's own ideas to come out. And some of the child's own ideas or questions will end up probably introducing some of the ideas that you, you wanted to teach them in the first mm-hmm. place. But I think it really, um, you know, give them space to be an authentic person too. And try to, instead of making it a forced uh, conversation or a forced relationship, um, well, here's the radical thought. Treat them like a human being. Well, well now, now Heather, I, I'm not sure we can have I told that. you this is renegade rules, you know. I'm not sure we can have I mean, society would break down if we started started uh, uh, promoting things like that, wouldn't it? I mean, I know. come on. Sometimes I think if people can hear the way they talk to kids, if they did the same kind of constant questioning or quizzing or sing-song voice that they do to, if they did that then to adults, how would you like that coming at you all the time? Oh, yeah. Um, and, and kids have a very high BS radar. They can tell when you're really uh, with them and want to know what they have to say and when you're just doing your adult thing. Yeah, I mean, I've never been, I don't think I've ever been to a cocktail party, but imagine going to a cocktail party and and walking up and, oh, Mona, how are you? What color is your drink? What color is it? <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's 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 kind of it's kind of silly, and yet we fall into it, and we can train ourselves to to, to move away from those conversations. And, All right, here is a, a challenge for everybody listening. Okay, try not a- to mention what color anything is all week. <laughs> 
if a child mentions a color, like I want the red paint, well, then that's okay. Let them bring it up. Just don't mention color. <laughs> See what happens. Yeah, that might be just a, just kind of a, a challenge for the summer. Any more on this All one right. or should we pull it, pull the plug? I think we should be authentic and stop when we have nothing more to say. Hey, there we go. This, this has been Renegade Rules. Share it with a friend or a stranger. We'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. And there's that one. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Music by Alexander Shoemaker. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.